Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Disablest Report, the official podcast of The Disablest Network. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. It means so much to us today. Uh, we are here, uh, and uh, we're going to speak about the lives of people with disabilities, and not just them, but the allies and how they're important in helping our community as well. Um, if you'd like to learn more about what we do in connecting people together, you can go on our website at disables.org, D-I-S-A-B-L-E-I-S-T.org. You can find us on Facebook uh, at Disablest, spelled the same way. And then Christine and I are both on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Disablest Kyle. And uh, once we get things kicked off, I'll have Christine say um, her handle on all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and if you're looking to listen to this, just the audio version, you can always uh, find it on Spotify and Anchor. I'm not sure why iTunes like still doesn't work. I have to figure out what's going on with that anyways. But uh, with all of that out of the way, I will let Christine kick things off. We have a real interesting episode uh, for everybody today. So Christine, uh, take it away. Hi, guys, and welcome, welcome. As Kyle said, I'm Christine. And today we are joined by the lovely Miss Jody Armstrong. She is here with us again, and we are so excited about it because we have some great um, topics for you today. And today we are going to talk about hurricane preparedness. But before we jump into that topic, I will let Miss Jody introduce herself and tell a little bit about what she does at the Disability Achievement Center. So, Miss Jody, if you would please. Hi, everybody. I'm Jody Armstrong. I'm Director of Outreach for Disability Achievement Center. We are the Center for Independent Living that serves Pinellas and Pasco counties. We help people of all ages and any type of disability to improve independence and remove barriers to their independence. With that, I want to talk about hurricanes. Yes, we are going to jump right into today's topic, which is hurricane preparedness. Um, now, for those of us who don't know, Miss Jody, what exactly does the term mean, hurricane preparedness? Well, let's say we, everybody knows what a hurricane is. Strong wind blows. But the preparedness part is something that we need to practice every single day. When you prepare something, when you prepare a meal, you're getting things ready. And that's exactly what preparedness is all about, getting things ready. Absolutely, absolutely. And if somebody in our audience needs help and doesn't know what to do, how do our disabled community find the right person that can act as a reliable resource for them? Ooh, awesome question. Um, every year, depending on what county that you live in, Pinellas County puts out a uh, disaster preparedness guide. This thing, cover to cover, has so much good information on it. So uh, the the first place that you have to start is like, okay, we're, we want to get prepared, but how, when, why, what? So the first thing you know, you, you know, your first decision when a storm is coming, and I'm going to take, I'm going to make the assumption that people know you know, when there's a warning, when there's a, a watch, when there's a warning, when it, as that storm is approaching, because if you've got, if you've got the news on at any time, they're telling you exactly how close that storm is coming mm -hmm. and wiggling around. So the very first thing you need to make, you need to decide is, am I going 
do I leave or do I stay? And that's an individual decision. And you have to think about the ramifications of both. If you go, you're going to want to pack all the creature comforts that are going to help you be independent and safe for at least a one-week period. So you're packing up. You're going on vacation. Yeah. Vacation, not vacation. <laughs> exactly. Non-vacation, vacation. Um, so, so talking about this, um, you know, regardless of whether you have a disability or not, there are things in life that we all kind of take for granted, right? Like there are days where, you know, I don't realize really how, you know, reliant I am on my wheelchair. And then like the next day it will break and I'm like, oh crap, like what do I do now? And I have to, you know, put in an emergency call. If it's on the weekend, you know, no places are open. These are things that, you know, we don't like, we don't think about all the time. And so I was wondering if you've heard of anything or know of anything um, regarding hurricane preparedness that wheelchair users might take for granted in getting ready. Well, just like you said, Kyle, if it breaks, you never know when it's going to break. So that might be, if that is your mobility device, your main mobility device, I would advocate, and this is something I was going to get into a little deeper in, but I would advocate having an extra maintenance kit, if you will. Okay. Any extra parts. Just, you just, it's just like if you're, when a hurricane's coming, one of the things you do is you fill up your, your gas tank. So what I want you to do is to bolster your mobility aid, whatever that means to you, because that can, that can go all over the board. Right. But what we saw in Hurricane Irma when we responded to the evacuees from the panhandle, what we learned is when the folks got evacuated, they took the quickest chairs that they had. Mm-hmm. People have multiple wheelchairs oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. they took the quickest one, which oftentimes is your manual chair mm-hmm. or a transport chair. They lost their independence because they didn't have their power chairs. Yep. Absolutely. So you've got to really decide if I'm going to go, where am I going to go? But also, will it be, can they accommodate my wheel, my, my legs, my wheels? Yeah. That's important. Okay. So, and that was something that they didn't think of. You know, you're evacuating, you're thinking, quickest way out, grab your quick belongings. But it it would have made a whole, a great deal of difference to the folks a day or two into it if you had your real stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I think that part, part of what goes along with that, too, is making sure that you go to your provider, you know, if if we are privy to the knowledge that this is coming, right? Um, usually we know at least a couple of days in advance. We have advance notice. We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, so, so like, so people, wheelchair users, like, listen, <laughs> go to your provider, whoever <laughs> it is, and make sure that you got your power chair. If you have a backup chair or a manual chair, get all of your stuff together, take it to your provider, let them know that you're coming in and that you want everything to be thoroughly checked to make sure that all of your connectors are okay on your power chair for like your joystick, for instance. Make sure that your tires are okay. Make sure that your batteries are okay and that they're holding a proper charge. You know, your manual chair, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, the tires are checked. 
the um, tubes inside are checked, you know, any adjustments that might need to be made to backrests, headrests, armrests, um, footrests, all of that kind of stuff. So little things that, you know, I, look, I know because I'm a power chair user, I put that stuff off as much as I possibly can because, you know, it's it's not necessarily convenient to go in all the time, right, to get everything um, looked at and, and checked out really thoroughly. But if we're talking about, you know, specifically this time of year, like especially regarding hurricane stuff, like, you know, you want to make sure that um, you have all of these little things uh, lined up in that every part of your wheelchair or wheelchairs is actually in working order. Absolutely. Perfect. You, you covered that better than I could have. Great. Thank you, Kyle. Because that's, there was your expertise coming out. That's what I'm so, here for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we've stressed the importance of that, of having your wheels, your mobility with you. Yes. But that's only one piece of it, right? Yeah. 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 You know, like if, you, if you've got a, a walker, if you've got a stander or, or whatever it is, and you know that you're going to be able to take it with you anywhere, all of that stuff also fits into that category. Like, you know, uh, bathroom chairs, shower chairs, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And you definitely want to make sure you're prepared and do these things in advance. So it's not a, a last minute thing. And then you're like, oh, sugar, I forgot my walker. Oh, sugar, I forgot my power mm-hmm. chair. Like, That's you right. don't. You don't want to get that way because in the event of a hurricane or in the event of an emergency, right, we all kind of default to panic mode. Right. And when you're in panic mode, you can't think properly. So you can't think 10 steps ahead like you normally would be able to do if you weren't in panic mode. And that's why we say it's so important to prepare for that beforehand. Um, if you could do it a couple weeks in advance, that's even better. Or a month in advance, that's even better. But, you know, we know that life happens. So yeah. it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Right. Just, just make sure that you have a really good idea of the mobility devices that you need to stay healthy. And Absolutely. that all of the stuff that you need to do to make sure that all of those devices are working in whatever are ready to go. Because, look, like I said, you know, Absolutely. being disabled, there's a bunch of crap that we have to think about that we have to have with us all the time. And so, like, be thinking... If something happens, I have to be able to do X, Y, and Z like I do all the time because, you know, you don't want to, like, get skin breakdown. You don't want to, like, not be able to go to the bathroom, like, for God's sakes, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so it's really important. So if you're going to plan on packing up and then so the, then there's this decision, am I going to stay or yep. am I going to go somewhere? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Pinellas County, the one thing that they, Pinellas County stresses is that shelters are lifeboats. They're not cruise ships. And a regular shelter will not guarantee electricity. Mm-hmm. A special needs shelter will have electricity and they have, they're, they're in facilities that have generators. So you will have electricity. Um, so that's that's a, a consideration. But it's always better if you can find a friend who lives in high ground. That if, if you're in an evacuation zone and you have to leave, make a friend who lives Absolutely. in high ground. You will be much more comfortable 
in a friend's home than you will in a shelter where you're only going to have about 10 to 15 feet of space. Absolutely. So those are my best things. So once you, in special needs shelters, um, each county has a procedure on how to register for special needs shelters. Um, But again, it's not, it's not comfortable and it's not going to be comfortable. So if you can, yeah, again, make a friend. (laughs) That's the best thing you can do. Um, and live in high ground. So there's a couple of things that I want to roll into now. And it talks about, okay, I want to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to run out and spend hundreds of dollars on shelf-stable food, on all these other things that you need, gassing up the car? And all? No. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want you to do that. Hurricanes, we know hurricane season happens every single year here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what I started years ago every year by one thing one thing and i'm going to tell you the two most important one things that you can buy is a a crank radio a weather radio so you can hear the warnings you can hear everything that and it's not battery powered it's it's a crank so every year they have those on sale that will be your communication when everything else is lost the second thing that I want you to buy is a tactical flashlight. You want to see where you're going. Yeah. You're not always going to be able to see. So <laughs> those are the two things that, you know, $25, you know, here, you know, so those are the first two things. So you've got your communication in one, you can see in the other. So, and then you've already covered, you've got your mobility, you're, you're moving, you're good to go. Absolutely. Then we start talking about food. That's your next phase. Because in shelters, they will provide some food. I'm sure you have some food in your cupboards. That's what you're going to take. So a lot of people, and and I do this every year, and I kick myself every year because I have food. My food is kind of in cycles. I have every year starting in January, February at the latest. Usually by February, I've started. And I will buy my shelf stable every week. I will spend about $20 extra to load up my hurricane kit. Okay. I will buy um, nuts. Um, I have it already. So I have uh, this year I went crazy on sugar and I shouldn't tell you everything that I have, but I do have, I've got like little individual packs of fruit and whatnot. So even though I have a generator, I still want, you never know. So I have all these shelves stable. I have individual drinks. So I buy little things every year. And the one thing I buy is tuna. Yeah, you think, oh my goodness, if I got to have it, I've got to have tuna. So I buy like eight cans of tuna. When it's not hurricane season, you know, during hurricane season, I don't eat it. It stays in in my hurricane kit. But then come November, when we're out of hurricane season, then I start consuming all that food. Yeah. 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 I don't like tuna. Yeah. Not, neither do I. <laughs> so I hope that we never have a hurricane that we, I actually have to sit there and eat tuna because that would probably make me pretty cranky. Yeah. So when you're thinking about foods to buy and what you're going to take, take things that you like Absolutely. and that you will eat. 
and prepared have enough food for 14 days, and that includes water. Mine is a lot of drinks because I notice that, yeah, one thing that you notice is when it gets hot out, you want to drink more. Yeah. But you don't always want to drink just water. Right. You definitely don't want to hit the sodas because that's not a good thing. Yeah. So I have the little individual, the juice boxes, um, 100% juice, uh, coconut water. Um, what else do I have? I've got some bubbly water just for something different. Because when you're under that stress in the event of the storm, during that, really everybody's freaking out. Yeah. Right. And... The one thing, you know how that can, you know, when your system gets upset, you get upset. So you need to have a little bit of comfort food in there, too. Things that are going to make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. And hydration is uh, super important for, you know, anybody but disabled people. Um, especially, yeah, you know, if like I know that as a quad amputee, you know, because I'm missing my limbs, like I'm, my body is actually missing that much hydration i'm missing a ton of hydration so you know people see me you know drinking my water and stuff and i I, you know i have my my cup that's on my cup holder and they're like oh you know you drink a lot of water i'm like yeah because my body has like three quarters like 75 percent of the amount of the water that you have in your body so like that's exactly why and you know these are things again that you know Disabled people, able-bodied people don't necessarily think of because we live our lives every day in this way. Um, and so these are tiny little things that, um, you know, we all need to, to think of. Um, Christine, you had a, a really, uh, important question next about transportation, right? Yes. So I know, Miss Jody, that you said, and I completely agree that if you can, shelter up with a friend or a family member it makes things so much easier and i am all for that but in the event that they you know that an individual with a disability has to go to a shelter um what form of transportation out there could they use is there something specific that they could use that would take them to and and from the shelter that's a very good question because psta provides the transportation for all special needs clients. They usually waive the fares for everyone on all the buses. Oh, wow. Okay. So there will be, and the way that the special needs shelters work, each county delegates the special needs shelter to a person within the county, and it's usually part of emergency management. And they reach out to each one of these individuals and find out what the needs are. So in advance, what they, they will, they've spoken to you a few months prior to hurricane season or just now, if you've not registered and you feel you're going to have to go to one because you don't have any friends, still make friends, but (laughs) I want you to sign up so that you have that conversation so they know what your needs are. They will send the proper, um, proper transportation to pick you up from your home, bring you to the shelter. And when it's safe, they will also discharge you in that same manner and take you back home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a big to do. That's a big thing to do. Very well coordinated through our local fire departments. The fire per, fire departments are the ones who are doing the, the firemen are the ones who are actually helping. And then, then they're coordinating the transportation as needed. Absolutely. 
See, these are things that, like, I, I've been disabled my whole life, all 33 years on this planet. And, well, pretty much all of it. And uh, I didn't know that that was a resource. Um, so there are probably a ton of other disabled people who don't know that's a resource. So, And, you know, on top of that, there are a lot of disabled people who don't necessarily have easy access to transportation. So, you know, know that if, you know, the time comes for, you know, that to... Uh, an evacuation to take place or anything like that, you know, there are resources and like that, that's so great that the um, PSTA is able to, to step in and provide that kind of aid. Now there's another piece that is a good resource. As soon as the emergency operations center in in a county is activated, Mm -hmm. one thing they also, they open up the citizen hotline. That's a very good resource. If you didn't hear this and you didn't know anything else, you didn't even know where to begin, you haven't prepared not one stitch, call that hotline. They can give you the latest information on what's available, what's open, and where you can get what you need. Oh, wow. So you know that that was a resource in itself. Well, that's a tremendous resource, the county line. Yeah, that, that one. Really? And it's always immediately manned. And it's 24-7 through the duration. So oh, wow. so I have a question. We touched on um, the, uh, the special needs shelters and how they have access to generators and things like that. Um, I would like to know, um, you know, for, for our, our audience members, but also for myself, um, what kinds of people uh, and, like, what kinds of, um, like, technology that people are relying on, uh, do people, I'm trying to figure out what to say. So, there are people who, like, you know, obviously, like, like electric wheelchair users, but there are also people who, for instance, are, like, on dialysis and things yes. like that. Um, right. So, what are the different kinds of disabilities that... Uh, you know, people should be thinking like, hey, I do need to get to like an electric dependent special needs shelter and not a regular shelter. That's exactly, you basically hit it right, you nailed it right there. If I need electricity, whether uh, it's a trach, whether it's dialysis, whether it's a CPAP, Mm -hmm. they're going to, you want to go into a special needs shelter. Okay. Because the regular shelters are not going to have the electricity. They're not going to have the power available to them. And also the difference between the two shelters, the regular shelters are manned by Red Cross volunteers. Okay. The special needs shelters are manned by Florida Department of Health. Gotcha. Okay. That's a big difference. As it, there is a difference. Yes, there is. There. Now, I just I just did a presentation to Red Cross, and a lot of the Red Cross volunteers are nurses and medical professionals that volunteer their time. Okay. But Department of Health, that's what that's their full time deal. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so if you know that you, uh, if you have a disability and any part of your health related needs or your mobility needs or whatever is reliant on electricity, like you need to be looking into special needs shelters. Like, there's no uh, questions about that for sure. Right. Just sign up for the registry unless you make a friend. Unless, unless you make a friend. Find a friend. We're going to find a friend. You have to make a friend. That's the rule. That's the rule here, people, that we're coming into. You got to make a friend. Make a friend who lives in high ground. 
Right, exactly. Make a friend who lives in high ground. That's the most important piece. High <laughs> ground. Um, That's right. It'll make your life so much easier. It really will. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, I have a question. Um, as far as evacuation is concerned, how do you know? Like, I know because during hurricane season, a lot of people, um, especially the professionals, will say, oh, get to your evacuation zone or know what your evacuation zone is. How do you know that? Okay, there's a How couple different ways. There's a couple different ways. Uh, the first place that it's located on is your utility bill. In the top right corner of your utility bill, it has the letter of your evacuation zone. Okay. The other place that you can find it is at, uh, in the hurricane guide. Uh, let me open it up. It's usually one of the first things they say is know your zone. Uh, so let me find the zones here. And it's right here on the second page. Here's Pinellas County. Can you see? I can't quite see. There we go. There we go. That worked. Um, you can see your zones here. You've got all mobile home parks are automatically evacuated. All the beaches in low-lying zone up to 11 feet automatically evacuated. Oh, wow. Up zone B, not necessarily evacuated. Zone C up to 20 feet. It depends on the storm that's coming, the intensity of the storm. Okay. So they might say, okay, only zone A, we're, it's not a bad, it's a tropical storm coming through. We're still, you know, it looks like it's going to really brush us hard. They'll evacuate the beaches, right? You, we've right. seen that several times. The more, the more intense the storm or more uncertain the storm, that's when they start going into levels A or B, C, D, and, and then E. But uh, I am in a, uh, me personally, I'm in a not, I have the fortress in the non-evac zone. <laughs> I'm in high ground. I will, I'm at 55 feet. And nothing going to hit me. <laughs> uh, so maybe you're the friend that we all need to make. <laughs> there you go. I do have room. I, I have space. Uh, and, and, you know, in a hurricane, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. So, um, so we're, we're running a little bit short on time here, but I did want to ask you a question that I thought was uh, relatively pertinent um, to disabled people. I do know that, obviously, there is some, uh, you know, discrepancies on, you know, whether you can take animals to a shelter or anything like that. Um, but I know, obviously, that disabled people have service animals. There are, we, you know, also have emotional support animals, things like that. So what's the general policy on service animals and emotional support animals? And is that different for regular shelters than it is for special needs shelters? Good question. Okay. Step one, emotional support animals are not allowed in any shelter. Okay. What will happen is if you, if you're going to a shelter and you have an emotional support animal, the animal will be taken to the, um, animal control, um, shelter. So the, you will be separated from your pet for the duration. That's emotional support. A, a regular guide dog, a full-fledged assist animal is allowed wherever the person goes. Okay. Doesn't matter what shelter that you go in, a, a guide animal is part of you. So okay. it will stay with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you have to be able to care for it. 
So remember, if you have a guide animal and you're getting your hurricane kit together, remember to pack dog food, bowls, extra water. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's super important. Um, you need to make sure you plan ahead for that for sure. And then as a final uh, thought, we have about two minutes left. Um, what do wheelchair users and people with disabilities, uh, you know, do during the aftermath of a hurricane? What's it like actually, you know, getting back home and into work and things like that? Well, it obviously has to do with the level of devastation that happens. Um, what you will find in the shelters is that the discharge planners work fervently to move people out as quickly as possible. They want to empty those shelters as quickly as possible. Yeah. So what you, when you come home, your home may be damaged, you know, and then you have to go through, then it, everybody goes through the FEMA process. Okay. Right. Um, but the one thing that I do want to offer is that as a center for independent living, we have responded to um, hurricane hurricane response several times, and we are ready to respond to help you as well to get back on your feet to get you your life as normal as it was. Well, it may not be as quite the same, but as normal as it can be given the circumstances. And right. uh, Disability Achievement Center is more than happy to do that. That's awesome. That's yeah. You know, again, a lot of these resources that are available to people that you know. Not everybody uh, understands, uh, not everybody understands, you know, necessarily the capacity of the Disability Achievement Center and, and stuff like that. So it's really nice to hear that um, you all provide um, all of those resources. So um, in closing, I would like to ask if you could uh, disclose some contact info in case uh, any of our listeners have any questions and want to maybe get in contact with you or somebody at your lovely facility? Yeah. I'm more than happy to. Um, I'm Jody Armstrong. My email at Disability Achievement Center is Jody A, J O D Y A, at mydassel.org, M Y D A C I L.org. My phone number is 727 539 7550, extension 238. And during an emergency, I do have a seat in the emergency ops center as the disability expert. So if there if there are any needs, we are ready to respond. We've got a twenty five hundred square foot warehouse full of DME that we have been. We will provide wheelchairs to shelters. We'll provide uh, Hoyer lifts if needed. We are ready to rock and roll and support this effort all the way through. Absolutely amazing. Our our Disability Achievement Center here in Largo is the definition of boots on the ground, people. They are somebody that you want to know. They are a resource that you want to have. And if you don't know them, it is your job as a disability advocate to get to know them because they are a wonderful resource to know in all avenues and in all spaces. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about having a hurricane kit, you know, um, save this episode, bookmark this episode, things like that. Have this as part of your kit, right? When you're starting to yes. put things together, re-listen to this episode because we've gone through some really important things and we've kind of, you know, moved through things pretty quickly. So if you listen to this, uh, you know, the first time or listen to it again and questions, you know, come up, please uh, email Jody. Please reach out to either Christine or I on Facebook, Twitter, email us, you know, whatever um, that might be. Um, 
So anyways, yeah. Um, thank you so much for tuning into this episode, Jody. Thank you so much for um, coming in uh, and speaking with us about this super important um, issue related to safety and hurricanes and all that stuff. And uh, we look forward to probably having you back on again for something else in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'll come up with something, you know, Will. <laughs> So, yeah. awesome. Good luck, everyone, and remember, be ready. Be as ready as you can be, one step at a time. Yeah, Don't definitely. let it overwhelm you. Yeah, definitely take things a little definitely. bit at a time. So, anyways, for the Disables Network, I would like to sign off. I'm Kyle. I'm Christine. And we will see everybody later. Thank you, Jody. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.